Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 25th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Things are back to normal here in the Gem City, gray and dreary. If it's Thursday, we must check in with 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong, in the lovely city of Indianapolis. Steve, how goes it? It's going well, uh, Daniel. We are having a good one here in the Wolfong house. Life is well, but excited to talk Ohio State football recruiting. Definitely some interesting stuff going on here. Nothing as interesting as uh, Steve Wolfong's anatomy and frozen peas, and you guys can take it from there, but Let's talk with a new name that you actually introduced to me. He's not a dentist. Roger Rosengarten, offensive lineman, class of 2020 from Colorado. This is a large high school football player. And he plays at a powerhouse there in Colorado, Valor Christian, Littleton, Colorado. Um, they produce some big-time players. And Roger Rosengarten's the latest one. He's in our top 100 at 24-7 sports, the number 11 offensive tackle Number 88 overall, I think that Ohio State's in the top three for Roger Rosengarten, if not the leader. Um, And uh, they're battling the likes of Iowa, Michigan, Washington, Oregon. Those are the schools in the mix. But Tony Alford leading the charge for the Buckeyes on this one uh, with his Colorado ties. He played at Colorado State. This This is a guy that could easily end up in Ohio State's class. Six foot seven, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. That's a generous height listing, I'm told, by college coaches that have had him on campus. But his film, he's an animal on tape, and uh, so I think he's more in the six four, six five range. That's some extra inches. Maybe I'm a little off there, but the six seven is generous. But if you turn on his film, you're going to see a tenacious, mauling uh, offensive lineman that moves well. The number two prospect in the state of Colorado, the number 20 offensive tackle nationally. He has a very impressive offer list. You mentioned some. Notre Dame, Oklahoma in there as well. So that's a big one. They don't tend to do a ton of work out in Colorado, but I guess in, when it's when duty calls, and like you said, the hook with Alford definitely helps. A name you don't need me to introduce, but just bring up again, that is Mikhail Sherman, class of 2020 linebacker from St. John's College High School in Washington, D.C., one of the top linebackers on the East Coast and the country for that matter. Long thought to be a heavy lean to Georgia. He will be in Columbus this weekend for his visit. Is this a guy just checking off one of his five official visit boxes and getting to try out some Ohio State cuisine? Or do you believe the Buckeyes have a chance to come from behind and, and uh, get McHale? And also, put into context what type of prospect he is. We haven't talked about him in a little bit. Well, he's the nation's number two outside linebacker for 24-7 sports, and he is incredibly fast, four five three, laser time speed. So he's fast and explosive there on the edge. Um, Ohio State led in the fall for MJ Sherman. I feel confident about that, but I feel – Really confident in my uh, 24-7 sports crystal ball forecast in favor of Georgia right now. He just took an official to Georgia. Now he's at Ohio State this weekend. As of last Sunday, this is the only other visit he had scheduled. I do think he'll take a few more trips. So Ohio State just going to try and remind him and his family why they liked Ohio State so much earlier in the process. And, I mean, they still do really like Ohio State. They're obviously taking a visit. I think that – there's excitement to get to know Coach Day better 
and, and just to see how the program's moving under his jurisdiction. It would be nice to get Mikhail Sherman in the fall. There was once a thought that all three of the St. John stars could end up at Ohio State. There really now was. If you're a bet- yeah, now if you're a betting man, I think they're going to go for three. A name that they will be waiting on, it will be a national holiday, but would also be the day Juton McClain makes his verbal commitment. He has announced that. The Buckeyes want him. Will they get him? I think there's a chance. I think that they're in the top two with Notre Dame. I think Penn State's right there in the three spot um, as a program he's intrigued by. All three of those schools expected to get official visits before he announces his college decision on July 4th. 4-5 speed, ran for 1,700 yards as a junior. Um, and uh, uh, a prospect that has versatility, you can line him up in the slot. He can catch the football. He can maybe play in the secondary on the next level. So a lot of versatility here uh, for Juton McClain, who also is looking at Kentucky and Tennessee, among others. This past week, the big topic for Ohio State was the transfer of Matthew Baldwin. Everybody seems to have an opinion on it. There's been some more interesting transfer news. I just checked out that Cole Ford had his waiver denied at Illinois. So this topic That's isn't going anywhere. Enough. Exactly. What's your vibe on the, not just the transfer of Baldwin, but I think we have entered into a new level, at least with quarterbacks, where you've got your quarterback, and then behind him, it's going to be the Wild West. Everyone's transferring. Um, I don't think it's possible to keep guys in the mix and wait their turn anymore if they are of a certain caliber. Do you believe that's how it's going to be going forward, or will we get back to more of a normal setup here? Well, Dwayne Haskins waited his turn, and he's hopefully going to hear his name called in the first round of the draft tonight if you're in the Haskins camp. And uh, I'm not sure that that's going to – I think that that, that's the minority for sure. Um, Matt Baldwin reading Bucknut's coverage during the spring, it seemed like he was really challenging Justin Fields for the job. So it sounds like he's a really good player, which is what we thought he would be coming out of high school. Um, that's the position where I think I saw there was like 130 names in the portal or whatever, and half of them were quarterbacks. It's just the the nature of the beast at that position. It's A lot of people are in quarterbacks' ears. They can only play one at a time, and it's tough to it's tough to keep. They all have the dream of playing on Sunday, and so it's it's tough to keep them happy when you can only play one. I, I think that if you look at the way Clemson's got it going right now, they had Deshaun Watson, um, and then uh, uh, they they had Kelly Bryant. Um, and, and then Trevor Lawrence, and, and then you think that they're going to get DJ Ugalili. The, they did have some transfer with Hunter Johnson and, and Kelly Bryant, but the gap was bridged nicely for them where their depth wasn't ever really in jeopardy at, at that position um, where they had a program guy. They have a program guy, Bryce Ramsey, in the program, or Chase Bryce, excuse me, in the program. And so it's like a balance of getting your blue chippers and your program guys to maintain your depth. 
Yeah, I agree with that. All I'm saying is I don't think Dwayne Haskins can be a program guy anymore like you referred to. I don't think he ever would have flipped under this situation. Guys just have no patience to get on the field. I'm not saying it's right or wrong either. I'm not even passing judgment on it. I, it totally makes sense to me that if you're a quarterback, you need snaps. But, I mean, Matthew Baldwin was further. If you're in a system, if you're in a system, if you're in a system and you learn it and you know it like the back of your hand, and your time comes, and you're a veteran, I think that there's a chance for a higher rate of success than being thrown into the fire. But maybe I'm wrong. I would agree with you. Um, but the rational approach for success isn't always the one that's chosen. And it makes sense. They can see that uh, in one year as a starter, look what uh, Haskins did. You don't need the 100 starts anymore, the 33 starts, whatever the number is that there used to be a prerequisite. The guy is going to be picked first tonight. The top two guys haven't started two and a half seasons combined, so it will be interesting. Once again, don't forget yeah, the Kyle NFL Murray, draft. Another one. Good call. Once again, don't forget tonight is the NFL draft. We will have complete coverage of it, especially consider the draft is being held in Nashville this year. That is also where the headquarters of the 24-7 Sports Empire is located. You will see at least two Buckeyes come off the board. Will there be a third? We do not know, but make sure you keep it locked in and make sure you are subscribing to this podcast via iTunes. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Thanks, God. See you on the front row.